Alright, uh, I guess we should probably do introductions this time. Like last week we were hammered to. You guys didn't even know I was recording that nope. first five seconds. Yeah, that was hilarious though. But that was fun yeah. for me. It's <laughs> probably the best part of the podcast, sadly. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, if you actually want to hear stuff that matters, speed up to like. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like talking about shitty weather and running and. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell's going on. Part of the fun. Um, so again, we have Kalima here, Andy, Andrew, whatever the hell. Andy is fine. <laughs> AWK Kalima on Twitter. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> Garvey, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing quite well. Anything that leads to three points makes happy me the rest of the day. I can. I, I agree Otherwise, with that. I'm a miserable cunt. Especially <laughs> many days. Uh, and then we replaced Josh with us last week, and now we have Mike Ford here, a.k.a. Lobster Dog. <laughs> the angriest gooner right now. Yeah, lobster <laughs> underscore dog. That is his Twitter, yes. I could not get actually... Who else has a lobster dog? I think it's. (laughs) I think who is squatting on that is like an Asian dude with like four tweets. It's very. It's very Uh, depressing. But it's not like it's my real name, so I can't be like, oh hey Twitter, this person like, can I have that now? (laughs) And also, I'm not famous. You should claim claim to be the owner of lobster dog. That's just shut a brand. There you go. I think it was like some like sandwich shop in Boston or something like that that has like the lobster roll, but like it's also a a hot dog. Yeah. You may have actually come up with a business idea for me. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it, but high class meets low class. and cheese. I know. All right. No, shut up. <laughs> All right. We're just adding content. Yeah, yeah we're talking about shit again. <laughs> Last time. Uh, I've been waiting for Ford to get on this podcast for a while because he is, as you said, he is an angry man. <laughs> you picked a bad week. I'm not angry today. <laughs> It's because we're, we're in a good run of form. Well, yeah, well so. results-wise, we're yeah, doing it. Yeah, the form kind of leads something to be desired, but the winning is good. Flourishes like, of brilliance between, like... Yeah, you know, like, I hate the, like, oh, we played with the handbrake on, but that's pretty much what today looked like to me. Like, we came out for the first ten minutes and, like, seemed to be really going after it, and yeah. then they hung back, and Stoke was getting a lot of... Stoke you know, phone. Oh, yes, though. Oh, God. He was making fun yeah. of fucking Pumas. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible things on the brain. Yeah, Fulham, then, like, they in the first half, they got, like, more good chances but, on both. But, but aside from that Sidwell chance, there, there wasn't really much they... They had that one... Uh, they, it's not like they were playing. Oh, they, 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 off trapped and then put it across, and the guy had a shit touch. Yeah, that came out. I can't say it's the name. The Jagger, I believe. Or, Jagger, or was it? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. 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 That's what I was going with. I can't help it. Yeah, I mean, they... they uh, had to come out and... Yeah, no, you're right. Twice. Nice save, too, by yeah. the way. Well, Made it to not get himself sent off. That's important. We set that one off, actually. Chesney was really, really good today, and he's been good this entire year. So I feel that there's so many times that we don't give him credit because it's not a big deal. He's not doing that much, or he's not that involved in the game because we dominate possession so much. But he made some... That, that first save was a little more dramatic than it had to be with getting the palm up to the Sidwell shot. It was dramatic. It just looked really good because Sidwell yeah. fucking caught it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he caught it. He got it. And Chesney dealt with it. And then he, had, he came out a couple times. And once he took like a knee to the head for it, too, and came out anyways. Like He had a really good game. And he's been good this entire season, too. I, I, except for that, what, the West Ham game, I think it was, where he had that one mistake. Oh, yeah. Where everyone's piling around like, oh, this is Chesney all over again. It's like, no, motherfuckers. Like, he's been great all, all year. He can have one mistake, and yeah. then he won through one anyways. Well, now he doesn't have Viano pushing him anymore. 
Um, is he I mean, back? I always complained with him ever was really going back. Like, the, the freelancing that he likes to do where he's like, oh, I'm going to take you one-on-one and dribble around you and then I'll kick the ball. It's like, Which is so hilarious when it doesn't become catastrophic. Yeah, it's, I know, it's very really funny until, 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 until it goes wrong. It's so, until it borches up the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's we, great. We've decided it's a Polish thing. Sorry if anybody listening is Polish, but apparently Polish Although, keepers, you like to dribble around and think you're That whole great couple shit from back in the day. To be fair, Stecklenburg did it today, too. He succeeded because he's not Polish. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I think actually second is worse than all the Polish school keepers in the league right now. He's had a horrible year. I've never I don't even understand why he's playing like shit, but it's also full of himself. Wasn't his fault today to be fair. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Neither goal is really whatever. Yeah, um, Alright, so let's talk about Kozola then, because I was debating it all week about who to play. You, you, we've been over this many, many times. It's about you're the German apologist. Yeah, it's, more, it's also because so, yeah. I, I feel bad for Podolski because like when the same match came on, we did really well. Then today he came on again and did really well, and he fucking caught the ball so well in the one Practically, shot. Yeah, first yeah absolutely. Oh, and like and like within the first or seconds coming on, he played a little one-two with uh, Wilshire. Yep. And had had a decent chance. It was, got blocked by the, def- by the defender, but you know, I mean, Grant, I you know if Kozola was doing his job, then great. I felt like Cazorla actually stayed wide for a lot more of the first or the game than previously. I kept, you know, a couple of cases, but that happens a lot. But I think he was kind of working off uh, Ozil to a degree, degree. Ozil seemed, I, I could be wrong, and some of you can correct me and like up the stats and whatnot can correct me, but it seemed like Ozil stayed a little more centrally than he did, does a lot of times. I could say like, that. Yeah. It didn't seem like he picked the ball up on the wing as much as he has other times. Uh, I thought Cazorla was really good. I, I was big on him. I forget what it wasn't. I think it was either the most recent game or the one before. Like he had a really nice match, and he kind of dominated the midfield. And I understood why people were saying, like, oh, keep him out. He's not back on form yet. I thought he played really well before, and I thought that this game he kind of kept that going before. He's, he's coming back. He's coming back into a really good form. I mean, two goals obviously tells the story, but I thought he also didn't give the ball away. He played it well around. He did what he should do in the midfield. Yeah, I, th- I thought he played much better than most of our midfield, including like the wings today and yeah. stuff like that. Because especially in like the first half, there were a lot of giveaways by Ozilbel in particular, and uh, so like he outshined them all, regardless of the goal scoring. Just in general, of like keeping the ball, keeping the momentum, being a competent player, yeah, and, and <laughs> just you know keeping the ball away from them and pushing it into attacking areas, whether it was him doing the goal scoring or trying to get it to other people. Why does Urzel hate shooting? I wish I, I knew. step on that one real quick? Like, that, no. there were three or four brilliant chances where he just looks like he has an angle on goal and he just decides to either hold it or move it away. And it's like, why? Yeah. You, you're a world-class player. You can do this. That's, like, that's my one thing. When we bought him, I was like, great on the ball, but he doesn't. It's not so much he doesn't score, he doesn't shoot. Does it? <laughs> he cleans up fine, and he, yeah. he puts it on the right spot, but he doesn't create chances for himself. I mean, I... I, I I'm no, sure he, he creates chances for himself, and then he doesn't take them. It's, <laughs> like, it's, that's it's, like, it's like the old Arsenal. It's like, oh, just walk it, walk it in. I, just, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Not to the same I, extent, but still, but he, yeah. he, he, he prefers to try to find somebody for an easier shot, even though he many of the times he could... Just get take, a shot off. Take one from the top of the 18 or yeah. try, try to rip it far post or whatever you want to say. That's yeah, the one I thing. Um, like, Gnabry today, um, I thought, had a, you know, another solid performance. Like, I think in the first half, he might have been the only one taking shots, really. And like, not, not, you know, neither of them are really on frame or anything, but, you know, 20 yards out, have it. Why not? If it's open. Plus, we know he can put you in a fucking coma. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I thought that, like... I mean, I shouldn't laugh. That was sad, but... <laughs> he's all right now. He's fine. Yeah, no. Concussion. <laughs> I mean, he's not actually dead or anything. Yeah, no. Apparently, he was knocked out for a good... Oh, yeah. No, that was, we've needed a player like way. that yeah. in the side who does not care where the hell he is. He'll shoot the ball if he has yeah. the opportunity. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen them play the let's walk the ball in game and everybody is just yelling, shoot, shoot, someone <laughs> take the shot. It's funny, you said, it's funny you said that because, like, I was looking at Twitter uh, at one point. Like, I think half time of the match, I was kind of catching up with everything. And I saw a lot of, like, you know, oh, nice job, Nabry type shit when he, when he was taking those shots. I was like, no, I think that he was – he didn't execute right. Those were bad shots. Or in terms of in terms of how they actually turned out, yeah, the but they were good. The shot but they were good. Yeah, but they were good. Sh- uh, process versus result type thing. They were yeah. good ideas where they were on the field, and I thought he did a really good job with that. And I also loved his. I think that at times Arsenal misses that direct pass uh, mm-hmm. that Fabregas loved. And as much as we always talk about him being like the quintessential Arsenal midfielder in the last however many years. Uh, the ones that are coming to replace him, as as creative as they are, like to play a lot of like you know one twos and touches back and forth, and like finding that seam. Whereas Fabregas love to play that like direct through ball that would split two defenders and send and spring someone. And Nari was playing a couple of those today. I really like that. It was a, there were some aggressive passes that set people up in the box. I, the, we don't have aggressive enough runners. They, no, they stand around looking for where the pass is going to come from when they could just create the opportunity with just a little bit more aggressiveness. Yeah. You guys that want to be on the ball on the ball versus guys that want to receive the yes. ball. There's a little bit of a difference there. Like they're so content to just put it around the periphery of the of the, the penalty area and try to eke out a, a matchup thing like an opening when sometimes it's like make the opening. Mm-hmm. Cause a run, maybe two guys following you. We point it back to fucking Urzel's first goal. What made that so yeah. brilliant was fucking Vraziski coming in on the near post. Two guys came with him. And left Urzel all alone at the far post and nailed the shit out of it. Well, it was like the the, the uh, goal Theo set up in uh, the uh, what was it? The, was that the FA Cup that he was up top? It was the yeah, game yeah, he got yeah. hurt, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, where he dragged the two CBs with him, opened up this Nothing chasm, yeah. and just slotted the ball right through for Gazorla. Very true. Yeah, like that. I think in not having Theo for the next six months or whatever, that's probably something that we will miss the most out of it is his ability to do exactly what you were saying is drag players away to open up a direct ball line for somebody else. I have some hope in, in Nabry or Ox doing yep. that, though. I, I do, because I, today was a bad day for <coughs> Nabry as far as just how Fulham was going to set up, because Fulham was always going to do... Ten behind the ball, Berbatov uh, trying to like you know receive those clearances and, and and picking it up in a channel somewhere or whatnot. Like there was always going to be a game where Nabry wasn't going to have enough space to do what he wanted to do. Like they they were never going to come at him or at Arsenal and give space in behind where he could actually run in because unless we scored an early goal and they had to come at us and they opened the whole thing up. So I I, I still have some hope that one of those two players can get some run and really attack the, 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 the team, but it's tough to say now because there, there's so many times now where people are just playing a ton of men behind the ball against Arsenal, and we have to adjust to that and be able to still score goals. I think it'll be, we'll have more chances like that as the season goes on because people need points. This was why forward sure, came sure. out you know, a little more because you know, teams are fighting for their lives now, and the other teams will be fighting for you know spots in Europe, things like that. It'll get, get more chances and... I don't know. I'm, I, I'm excited to have Ox come back, and Very much we, so. you know, that's that's the ones we've always said this whole year. That's the one place we have depth on the on the team. Bringing on Podolski, bringing on Ox. That's 
how many teams have those caliber players coming off the bench. Um, so, I don't know. I'm excited to see some options coming forward. But, again, I mean, playing teams like Fulham at home, you know, they're always going to sit behind the ball. Yeah. Uh, tr- you know, try to get a nil-nil, something like that. <laughs> Even Chelsea does that. So, and, and, and the whole point <laughs> Chelsea does that every game, no matter who they're playing. Every fucking game. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's the whole point: is that we, like that we know people are going to do this, so Arsenal needs to develop a strategy that will beat those teams. Still, you need if you're going to put ten behind the ball, and everyone knows that a lot of teams are going to put ten behind the ball against Arsenal, then you need to be able to break them down, or you need to be able to set up the pass, set up whatever you're going to do. It can't just be passing around the perimeter and trying to like find an opening somewhere, and there has to be a strategy involved. And I think today it ended up working out because Santi put in a couple of really nice goals. That fucking run he put in for the first goal was Absolutely. so brilliant. Absolutely. I will point out, Metasaka put a great pick. Just shoving the guys <laughs> off to look and run around them. Just saying. You're praising a German? I know. That's so <laughs> weird. That's so strange. No, yeah, but that was a nice little run, and there were a lot of bodies in the box, too, so it was... I felt like he took a little bit of a stutter as well. So the ball go a little bit further, so there's a little bit of a gap for him to slide it in. So, mm-hmm. And then second goal, I don't even know how it... I don't know. They hit it out. He just got it and threw it to the so. just put a really nice, uh, a really yeah. nice uh, controlled shot in uh, on the post. Or not quite on the post, but past the Clover. It's kind of humorous to me now, because I think this week we scored, what, four goals in three minutes probably, something like that. <laughs> and we all know that, having looked at the replay, that... For the love of God, why didn't Koscielny score that goal and make it over? Plenty of rebounds, and somehow he decides to throw this directly at the keeper. <laughs> the, he's over. I have. A, if he's like out of bounds, right? There's no reason. I couldn't figure it out. The, every time I watched the replay, it got worse. <laughs> That was one of those ones that, as soon as it ended, every single person in the bar was going, I want to see a replay. Like, how did that happen? How did that happen? I want to see the replay. I can't imagine if it was Drew that missed that. Oh, oh because oh. the bullshit of the involvement. Oh, my God. There, there was enough moaning on Twitter for what I was reading about him not finishing that one where when he was, was offside. He was offside <laughs> anyway, but it was like, well, he did kind of just kick it right at the keeper. I mean, maybe he knew he was offside and wasn't trying to score, but, man... Just put it in the net. I, put it anywhere. I know, but at the same time, like, there's there's something like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Giroud apologist. I have been for a while now. I will continue to be because I like what he does for the team besides just the goal scoring. And I acknowledge that obviously being a striker, goal scoring is a huge part of that. But he does so much fucking work in this in this game as well. A lot of bring down work, a lot of like uh, chest controls and layoffs and things like that. A lot of simple one two work in the box. He does a lot of stuff that doesn't get recognized, and so it's <clears throat> it comes when, when those chances come. I really wish he would score them just so I don't have to then have this conversation afterwards. <laughs> where people are like, look at all the other things Drew does. Like, no, he also scores goals too. I swear. Well, he, uh, he also <laughs> tracks back a lot more than I think your average yes. striker, which is uh, <laughs> one of the reasons why. He works. When there was he th- works. When there was rumors that we were going to get Berbatov or whatever for like 1.5, it's like, I don't feel like this is the player that Arsene would ever want. No, like, no. he's not going to replicate that. So if we're going for someone like who's going to be a backup to Giroud, 
then maybe we should get someone who sort of plays like him rather than someone yeah. who is definitely going to be a detriment to how we play. I agree. Because when we don't have Giroud playing, if we had, like, Bentner or whatever, Bentner still tracks back and does, like, does what he's supposed to do or whatever. He's trying to no this way, year, yeah. There's no way in hell Berbatov would ever do that. Mm. He stands, it's like, you know, we saw it today, he just stands at the halfway line and waits for you to clear the ball to him. What makes Berbatov an attractive Wenger buy is he scores goals and he's dirt cheap. Like, yeah. talking getting anywhere from 1.5 to 3, it's like, oh, I'm going to snap something, a goal scorer up from the bargain bin. got <coughs> Bargain bin buy I don't want. Yeah, it just seems like he's the type of player that Finger would never want to play because he would like he, he wouldn't want to play a guy who's that lazy on defense. Uh, I, I would I would, I would at least give Burton a little bit of credit in that he's on a pretty awful Fulham team right now. Save save Sidwell and maybe Haglund. Like I can't think of a player on that team that you would really want to. You don't want Clint Dempsey? I like Dempsey well enough. I'm just, I, I'm just saying, like, there's not a team, there's not another player on that team that like, I'm either afraid of or respect in, for, in terms of their role on that squad. I'm, res- I'm quote-unquote very, very, very lightly respect Scott Parker just because of the work he puts in. I can get... I, I fucking I, hate I, him, I, I, but, he puts, but he puts in a shift. So, so my, my point simply is that, like, that Ber- Berbatov is playing the... You know the lone striker on a team that I'm gives in a shit, shit club, so I'm not trying. Yeah. So it, it is. And by the way, I am not. I'm not saying this as, as an advocate for a Berbatov to Arsenal transfer. I don't want him. I'm just saying that it is possible that Berbatov could be better given a better <laughs> surrounding. Because like, how many times today did he throw up his arms in frustration, or or at least get at like. You know, face to the sky, like what the fuck am I doing oh, yeah. here? Type look, and all he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's because he's at a team that doesn't give him any service and doesn't give him any creativity, and like he has to do all of this work up top, and very rarely does he get any payoff for it. So, I, I I understand it a little bit more from him in this scenario than I might in other others. Right. Put a very American spin on it. He's need, in need of a very Bill Belichick sort of <laughs> career rehab. Just bring him in, let him play somewhere where he doesn't suck, and then let him. Come back to his actual form. For the record, that's the American coach football. of uh, New England Patriots. Worst team in football. All right, I have a question for you guys then, because I was back and forth on this in the summer as well. Um, I don't know if you want a like a player like Drew in order to rotate with him and keep the same system, or do you want someone different in case like we need to mix up the style? I've been back and forth on this. That's why, like again, like Suarez or like I like Mansukas obviously, just because. He works his ass off too, and I mean, Byron said they're gonna give him a new deal anyway. But I don't know. Like, I want somebody now. Like, originally, I wanted an, like an Aguero type, a Suarez type, someone that can run at people, stay on the back shoulder type. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But now, like, I like where I like. I kind of like our style, and I feel I don't think like we're really good at transitioning. Like when we brought in Theo, like you know, did okay, but we're still looking for Drew in the box, and he's not there. So it's hard swapping from a that those types. So I don't know. Yeah, we seem committed to that single style. So if we bring in players who don't suit the style, they're just going to flounder here. Wenger won't play them. They'll get miserable and then fuck off to somewhere else. So Park. yeah, we should never bought that country. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain bin buy again. Hey man, uh, I, I, we sold a lot of shirts though. I, I so. think it's possible. <laughs> I think it's possible to, to switch the style though. I, I think that right now possible or willing. That's a, that's mm. the thing. Are they willing to? Wenger seems well, to be in a lot of his things. Well, to, to be fair, Wenger also profited very much from an Henri style striker that had some pace and could play on the back shoulder and, and could finish around goal without without doing the whole back to goal layoff for midfielders type thing. I think that 
right now our strength is the midfield. So if there is someone like Aguero on the market that actually makes sense for Arsenal, then that might happen. But for the most part, like I, I think Wenger right now says, midfield is what we are the strongest in. We'll let them feed people, and we'll just get someone in there that works well with the midfield as opposed to being someone that has to create their own chances or finish these ridiculous shots or anything like that. I think it, I think it could go either way, though. If the emphasis changed or if the bargains or the market changed, I think it could be uh, either thing. I think it's like... It depends on what you want or what you would expect them to get in terms of uh, comparison to Giroud. Is this a better player than Giroud? Is he supplementing him as our number one striker? Or is this someone supplementing Bentner as the backup guy? Because if supplementing Bentner as the backup guy, then I would want a guy who is like Giroud, so we don't have to change the style Absolutely agree. However, if we're going to get someone better than Giroud, who's going to relegate him to second choice, then I would want someone of the different style, like you're talking about, like the Henri back shoulder kind of style that we used to play in the early mid two thousands, if that's what they were going to do, that would be my preference. But I don't. That's. I don't think that's going to happen in January. Anyway. No, no, Maybe no, if I, we wanted to do that in the summer, I could see it happening. But for January, it certainly seems like the best bet would be let's find someone who's better than Nick Bettner, who fits into Giroud's role, so he can take a break and not have to play a hundred games a season. I, th- I think that's absolutely true. I think that like, I- I've been on the record on this podcast numerous times saying like, I either want someone who is obviously better than Giroud or I want someone who is, who knows they're going to back up Giroud. I don't want, I don't want someone like Ben Teke where, or, 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 or I have to bring him in and say like, you know, you guys are competing for a starting spot. You're going to switch off games. Like, fuck that. I, Giroud is doing a great job anyways. I, I wanted Ben Teke in the summer, but when we did that, yeah, when, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it would have been like financially prudent yeah, we to get a guy like thirty that. million for Benteke. Yeah, no, that sounds dumb. Me? It was yeah. the same. It was the same thing with Michu too. Where yeah. it was like, oh no, you think he's worth like twenty five million? Like, uh, no, no. Both of them are, one good season. Yeah, Let's, both are having second season struggles, and like Benteke now, he was in a, like a fourteen game drought until played against us. <laughs> and he scored today again, but still. But he was in a long drought. No, and the whole thing for me is that like I think I think Giroud is doing a very very good job. And the question is like, do you do you say for the rest of the season we're good with Giroud being our main guy and we want to make sure someone else is around in case he goes down, or do you want to say Giroud's not good enough? We need that next level guy. I don't think the next level guy is coming around until summer. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, Lewandowski is always a guy I said would be the perfect guy for our system. I know he's going to buy her. I know that's not going to happen. I knew at the time when I was saying that he wasn't going to, it wasn't going to happen. But like that kind of guy who has that finishing ability as well as the movement as well as the hold up play was perfect for what we were doing. He's like you know the the third level of Giroud as far as that goes. But I think that. Right now, what we need is someone to make sure, if Giroud happens to go down, and God forbid that, we need someone that can actually come in and at the very least be a receptor for good passes to score goals. Like, we need someone that can execute what the midfield is doing well. So everyone's to the better-than-Bettner theory. Ideally, we have a viable backup. Ideally speaking, I would like someone who's better than... Giroud, but in this window, it's not going to happen. There are the players aren't really available, and if they are, they're, him, out our, they're out of our spending range. Or they told us to go away, which is <laughs> the case with Diego Costa. He didn't want to come. I think we were prepared to pay that, and he was like, "No, no thanks." We were, probably wouldn't have made it like 
made a personal terms with him anyway. He probably would have wanted too much money a week or something like that. But like that type of player would be ideal. But it isn't going to happen in this window. Like just based upon who's available and Fenger's history of the January window is he doesn't yeah. like it and he wants want it abolished. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't want doesn't want to spend uh, like you know spend hand over fist in that window, which I any, I get. Anyone of I think we could still win with Giroud as our number one striker this year because so many teams that are like traditionally good, like United, are having down years where it's like we can capitalize on this if we keep this run of form. So just getting somebody who's not Nick Bender for backup is the best case scenario. I feel. I will say Bender has. Impressed me in recent matches. He's came on um, compared to when I when he first started playing. I mean, when he, his first match of the year, I, I was mad because like you know I care a lot about showing effort on the pitch, and I did not I did not see that from him at all that first match. But you don't even really take account of his on the pitch shit. Just he yeah, has said pitch, blatantly yeah, he, he doesn't so, want to be yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. off the club for that. Like to when he did that, I was just like I'm done with you. I don't care. No, yeah, I'm no. talking about like, just rest of the year. And, he's done. And I, you would think. Uh, You'll get good play out of him, especially up until now, because any appearance has basically been an audition to other people. And if we're not going to bring somebody in, he's going to realize that he's not going anywhere else, and he'll probably go back to being regular Nick Bentner. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like how we thought about Chesney. Like, he was kind of like, cool, I'm the number one now already. I'm 19, 20 years old. doesn't matter. And then we, as you you know, last podcast, Brian Fabiano, she's like, oh, shit, all right. Got to get it together. And I guess same thing for Bentner and... Gives him Monreal once yeah, yeah. he had a viable threat behind him. He had to step his game up. Yeah. Sadly, been I, I, I have no idea who's a striker-wise. I have no idea. I think we'll probably just do an 11th hour, either cheap buy or a loan-in. That'll yeah. probably be the what'll happen. Because so, as the dominoes start to fall, if somebody gets a surprising move happens somewhere, somebody pay, overpays for somebody, it creates a spot, maybe some shit happens and somebody gets relegated to second of their team and doesn't want to be there anymore as far as that goes. Like the, not that it would, but a Romo a Lukaku kind of situation yeah, where I'm not going to get played here, so I'm going to go there. So maybe somewhere in Europe that'll happen. Was where, Shane Long actually something that we might consider? Or was that... <laughs> was that uh, One I read was Ricky Lambert was supposedly going to West Ham too, which I I'm I have read as like $7 million, something like I would really? I would take million. that. I would take him for yeah, that. At that price? Yeah, Ricky Lambert is proven. You know, he's not, again, he... He would. I think he would accept the second fiddle role. I think I he would accept Shane that. I prefer Shane Long personally, but I. Uh, but I do. Either I don't care. But for for seven million, sure. Yeah, it's a great backup to have. The, the thing about January is you have to come up with what's viable. Who's gonna? Yeah. Especially January in a World Cup year. Where yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Very sure. reluctant. That to changes go everything. Anywhere. You, 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 you I think that's one of the reasons Costa probably told us to slag off. So mm. He didn't want to go anywhere in the World Cup year, and like. He's the main man where he is. If he comes here, even if we paid, you know, 40 mil or whatever the heck it was going to be for him. This is probably too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, certainly too much. <laughs> but just hypothetically speaking, even if we paid that much for him coming here, would he be the main man? Like, probably would play the majority of the games, but not all of them, and probably wants to play all of them going into the World Cup. Yeah. And then there's the traditional English adjustment period that everybody suffers from because it's a very different league as far as its physicality. You don't get the calls you used to. You get tackled a bit harder than you see in other places. Just at La Liga, yeah. Well, he, he, to be fair, he has he has kind of like you know uh, broken in against Pepe and Sergio Ramos. So it's not like he's been feeling nothing the entire yeah. way through. He knows that, he's a guy who knows how to take contact. But 
I, saw, I can't remember who. I think it actually might have been Burke and Wonderland too. Um, you know, like we, we talked earlier about watching the Atleti Barcelona match. Mm. You can tell he's a cunt. He is. He's he's, he's a brew. He gets stuck in. He yeah, runs no. around. No, it, it's a good thing though. Like, yeah. you know, he's not afraid to get in the you know the type of guy that trenches. you want on your team. Exactly. The type of guy you don't want to play against. Yeah. The the it's, that's the way everybody's described Jack Wilshere for his whole career. Like, oh wow, that guy's a real dick. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's a real dick. He's on my team. <laughs> 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 well, that, that, that's funny because that, like I, I've been on, I, I've been saying how much I I hate Suarez. Yeah, exactly. I don't want him on my team, but. Uh, someone, uh, Sam, I think, one of the uh, Boston Gooners here, had mentioned uh, Sam Evans, not Sam uh, Burgess, had said that, uh, you know, what about Diego Costa? He's kind of a dick, too. I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, he's been a dick to, like, Sergio Ramos and Pepe. Like, that's cool in my book. Like, you're going to be a dick to those guys, but I'll be well, happy with Suarez was racist to Patrice Everett. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to, if you're going to make that kind of argument, you're going to tag it down. Fair, fair point, fair point. Now, I'm okay with being racist to a man you guy than biting a Chelsea guy. That's, that's, eh, that's fine. If you said shots, I guess, yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, we're, we're against racism well, yeah, on this but, podcast. But this is not <laughs> sarcastically, although you can't see it. <laughs> I'm in favor of slagging off Patrice Everett because he walked out on his country, and that is gross to me, but yeah. going over the racial line is too much. <laughs> Just a bit. Who, who did he bite? Did he bite someone Ivanovich. we don't like either? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> bite some Chelsky guy. <laughs> um, all right, somehow I'm transitioning this into go back to talk about Wilshire because um, he is a cunt. But uh, I, 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 I've been impressed with him recently. At the beginning of the year, I always said, you know, he's not on the, wouldn't make the 11. I mean, obviously injuries, everything now. But, you know, my 11, obviously the midfield would always be also Ramsey and you know, one of our Tetra or Flamini, whoever is your preference there. Um, and then when Ramsey went down, everybody was a little nervous because, you know, he was, like, our player of the year at that point. But Wilshire's taken over that role really, really well lately. And as you said, like, people want, we want someone able to run out defenders. And I think he does that. Like, he's able to get the ball, turn quickly, and play, you know, nice little exchanges around defenders and then still go on. Amazing. Following his favorite. <laughs> Shocking in, in an offensive area. These are things that usually don't happen. That happened on uh, on Monday. And, like in the first like three minutes of the match, they got a yellow card for Fallon Wilshire. I couldn't. I, what? I couldn't believe it. What is this? <laughs> well, it might not have happened. I might have been oh, dreamt it. I, I think the one thing about Wilshire playing centrally as opposed to he's played on the wing a bunch this year mm-hmm. because of Theo's injuries and Ramsey being in the team and playing better than him is that when he plays centrally, he does a little bit of. What you were saying with like the direct yeah. through mm-hmm. ball splitting guys, yeah. like seen that a couple times this year. So like that's a different dynamic that he adds when he plays centrally. So I mean, we kind of need that. So I like the I like the willingness he always has to go at someone or to or to go into space in an aggressive manner. Like yeah. as, as, as opposed, and, and there's plenty of times when Arsenal players take space. Ozil does all the time. He does it brilliantly. This is not an insult to Ozil. He occupies space that is given to him. He receives the ball in space. Then he has time to do what he wants to do. What Jack always does is attack space that is given to him and go forward towards goal with it. There are times when he gets the ball and there's five yards between him and the 18, say, and he goes into it as opposed to immediately turning and passing out to, like, the left wing or the right wing or wherever he is. And I really appreciate that from him because it's 
what the team needs at times. Like when they're when if they're passing around a little bit too much, trying to get defenders a little too much going from side to side on the wrong foot or whatnot. He's one of the guys that really exploits what they've given at the time and then leads to a more aggressive offensive attack. And he does it on the wing when he's, when he's taking people on. He does it in the midfield when he's taking that space. It's really good to have him in the spot for that. Um, like I'll say, I mean, first of all, I can't remember how many matches ago it was. He got the assist to Theo. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little outside the boot, one touch. Like, it was yeah. great assist. Very nice. um, scoring on Monday, nice little, you know, two-touch Nice side foot finish. Mm-hmm. And then today, which was about a little bit earlier with Ocho needing to shoot, was where he played Ocho. I think it was like the sixth minute of the match, like really early. They had a nice one-two with Ocho, and he played him in directly, you know, straight down the line. And Ocho, I think he, I think he was trying to pass it to Giroud. Okay, he was trying to cross it to Giroud. Yeah. He was to Giroud, yeah. I think, I mean, definitely, you got, you got to shoot that. You but, shoot that. you know, again, um, I've never been really 100%. Like, he wants to be the attacking midfielder eventually. I have not seen that from him like, to the level we've seen from some of our other players. No, but, but, not, yeah, not saying he's not number 10, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. He, but, but, but he's a guy that is useful for, to have in the attack, or at the very least, to switch into the attack in games that demand that. And I think in a game like today, when Fulham was always going to set back, it's good to have a guy that's going to go at them as opposed to just kind of knock around the perimeter a little bit. I, I think it's kind of how Ramsey last year, like his second half of the season, he just grew exponentially. I think we're seeing that now with Wilshire. Which might be because, you said earlier, he played the wing, much like Ramsey played the wing a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, a lot of you us... You know what you want from that position having played it. Exactly. And, like, you know, like, a lot of times, we get mad at him for doing that, but it, it's, you know, it works in the end, apparently. It just takes time to develop, and sometimes yeah. you don't have that luxury. We're impatient as hell. Mm-hmm. But at least now we have the players to fill the other roles. sometime in the last eight years, I think we'd be a far less impatient yeah. <laughs> such as life. Well, I think, like, two years ago, when Wilshire was coming off injury, we kind of saw... Uh, when we were talking about with like being the driving force, it felt mm-hmm. like every time we would bring him on late in a game when we were looking very dull and very listless, like he would spur the team on. He was driving the team. Yeah, yeah. it would be like they dropped him in centrally, and suddenly everyone was like, "Okay, the engine is going now. We're pushing forward. There's actually like momentum being created by just this one person being centrally." So we've seen it before. It's just that there was no. I feel like there was just no place to put him centrally yeah. this year, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was, so. you know, had a bunch of nagging injuries and stuff like that. So it seems like he's gotten past that. Is now fully fit and now has this opportunity to go back centrally. So we're seeing like the best of what he can do, basically. I I think that like, I, I've said this numerous times before, but like I think that 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 one fucking match at Camp Nou where Van Persie gets sent off for the red card for that ridiculous uh, the ridiculous second yellow Never for, I don't know that name uh, <laughs> uh, Jack was the only guy in that game that was going after it even when they were still down he was the only guy that was that was trying to boss that game that was trying to turn things around that was really uh, an aggressive force for change in a game that it seemed to everyone else that Barcelona was going to win and I appreciate that kind of uh, mental fortitude from a player, and it's great to have him in those games. And like and like, like you said, uh, there are times when you just need that spark in a game. You need someone to say, yeah. you know what, fuck this. We're going, we're going at these guys because they can't take it. And there are times at which the t- the team is a little bit too much involved in trying to win because we're not because we're Arsenal in this like in this played out way that we've said where pass the ball around the goal type shit. But we're trying to, you know, work things well and craft a very nice goal. And there's times when Jack comes in and says, fuck this. 
We're going to take this goal. We're going to make this happen right now by force of nature. Canabry's been good with that with his bench appearances. Yeah. Yes. He was the only shining light I saw in the fucking United debacle. When he came yeah. in off the bench, far too late in my opinion, mm-hmm. he was he was working hard. He clearly wanted to make something out of it, but it was too late. Everybody else just looked defeated. Mm-hmm. And he... I, I have... So, oh, I want a goal for him so bad because it will just put a, put a rocket on his ass and move him forward as a player because he he knows what he can do. It's just whether he can accomplish it or not. Mm. I think it's how the same way how, like, Rosicki as well. When he comes off the bench, he drives at people, much like Wilshire does, and same with Gnabry doing. Doing, um, twist a ligament, I don't know what the hell, like, I don't know what, what that, that means. Even mean? <laughs> but it was fine today, so. Yes. Okay. I read it on Twitter, assumed it was still bad, and then woke up today to the lineups and was like, oh, no, he's starting. Like, okay, it I guess it was much to do about nothing. And Gibbs was on the bench today, too, so I assume he's coming back from whatever he for had. Oh, yeah, well, well, Gibbs played, what, 30 minutes last match anyway, too, so he's... This is good, though. This, this, is, this is having a depth of squad. This yep. is having good players that can play multiple games. And it's good it's to have Montreal... Uh, Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> uh, sorry, I love Montreal. City of Montreal, I love it. <laughs> Uh, Montreal is, is is a great a great player to have. I, it's right not Santos. On form, yeah. Gibbs is better right now. But Montreal is a fantastic player, and having him in his left back is no big step down from what Gibbs was doing at all. And, and it saves us having to do any sort of January panic buy. Had he broken a metatarsal, like I don't. You mean the kind of buy that brought him in? Yeah, we you know lucked out in him being like uh, available at that point in time. But if you had to go do it again with somebody else, yeah. what are the odds that you're going to be able to bring in another world-class yeah. player and then what the heck do you do with three fully competent world-class international level left backs like i mean maybe they would have just rotated Vermarlin out there which just would have given us all nightmares yeah i mean he did it in what uh what the hell was that oh one oh two thousand that was not long ago it's like oh it's like oh five wasn't it Oh, well, not important. It was the year we made the Champions League final. Yeah, it was a 5 or 6. Yeah, huh? I, I will say it's amazing how we were able to get that deal from Malaga, considering how financial fair play only applies to some clubs. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't understand that. but It doesn't exist. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how it applies. It's not, it's, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's not going to do enough, though. It's, it's, it's not going to also become like some salary cap game like a bunch of the U.S. sports or anything like that. It, it's just... It's going to make the rich clubs a little bit better I, doing what they're doing, and then here we are. It pretty much just, like, stamps in place the status quo. Exactly, like it exactly, makes it, exactly. That's the way to say it. It makes it too hard for anybody who's not elite now to make the jump into elite and stay there. Capitalism! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what the numbers were, but I remember last last year, the profits, it was the first time Chelsea has ever gone, has ever actually posted a positive profit uh, in the Abramovich era. Which is, you know, not surprising at all. Okay, they'll just sell some land to some Russian shell corporation <laughs> that happens to be owned by a friend of a brother of a sister-in-law. Yeah, pretty much. And, oh, yeah, yeah. They just got $100 million out of nowhere. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to talk about it too much. <laughs> I'm just going to get upset and start bitching again. I forgot to hate Chelsea. All right. Um, I mean, the, the, the Spanish clubs do basically the same exact thing. Like, they oh, have the sold, government we, we backing sold, them. Yeah, so. we, sold, we sold our training ground to the government of Barcelona, and then they, I don't know, gave it back to us. <laughs> For like half price. Makes no sense. Well, well, here's one thing that I've seen this week about transfers. I've seen a lot of talk about getting in a, another keeper. Like, before the really? game day, Julio Cesar was supposed to be oh, yeah, outside Emirates, <laughs> Emirates telling people that he was coming next year he said or next something. Year, yeah. Like... 
at, I mean, I know Viviano is gone, but he never played, and we don't need another keeper. Chesney is doing just fine. We we discussed that at the beginning. Uh, Fabianski so, was fine, and Fabianski is straight up Fabianski you know, now from the, how he played in the FA match. Fabianski is trading sports. That's what I've heard. He's going to go for basketball now. <laughs> you've seen him. You've seen him shoot. His fucking quality. I haven't seen. You didn't see the video yet. No, I, the, no. How do you respond to a man guarding? Does he really have a shot? He season? does. Really? Uh, like a like set shot, like an awkward set shot, or like so a Polish like no, jerk perimeter taking shots and. Here? It was him and Podolski, and you know, they both of them are like really big NBA fans. I talked to. Uh, I did see those pictures. Uh, yeah, 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 with the Brooklyn Nets and everything like that. And I, I, I talked to the guy that was you know working that like worked the video for Arsenal Media. He's like, Fabianski, man. Next level, like he said, like he's really good. Maybe Arsenal will go with a full athletic club range, and we'll start a basketball club. Oh, Barcelona yeah. has that. Yeah. 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 I think I think Bayern does. Too. Yeah, Bayern. Yeah. Diversify our portfolio. You know? <laughs> well, at least that might be something Stan and his kid know about. Who own an NBA team? They do own the Denver Nuggets. It's absolutely true. I think my favorite thing was showing was seeing uh, the Kevin Matumbo next to uh, Murder Soccer and making him look short. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Did he teach him the, the yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Because no, 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 no. that would be a really nice I can't figure out like it's the best thing yeah. to come out of the NBA in the last 15 years. I'm going to figure out it's the best thing in the world. That's a moment I want to see is a great murder-sucker tackle followed by a finger wag. Yeah. 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 Did, Did he teach him that? Like, or just, you know, a great block or anything like that? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Andre Santos not do that to Balotelli last year? I'm pretty sure I read one of his last matches. He took, right. took him out and he got out to Mount Rushmore. All I remember is him driving really fast and getting arrested, <laughs> giving his shirt to Rushmore. He drives Hollywood. We're not giving his shirt to Rushmore. What a mug. All right, so keeper. All right, so yeah, I heard that this I, morning too. So. I actually didn't hear that. Uh, I didn't hear that story. I, 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 I've, I heard us link to a, like a handful of other keepers too, and it just but seems very. Pe- it seems very peculiar to me. Like you, you know, we I brought in a keeper in yeah, summer. I we never it. used him, and now we're for looking, anything. If, 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 if even a lower cup sort of competitions, yeah. we didn't use. Him if hypothetically we, we 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 needed a keeper somehow to challenge Chesney, which I think is bullshit because Chesney is playing amazing anyways. Uh, we already have Fabianski, who's played really well when he's come on. It's not like there's a step, uh, a crazy step down for that. And Viviano's still on loan until the end of the year, so like... End of the month. Oh, end of the month? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I've already made his plans to go back to fucking Palermo. Okay, so if, so if we want some random dude to be our third string, I don't fucking care. But like, uh, we don't need another big name or another experienced player. Like, Chesney is... Playing fantastic right now. He has he 15 more years on him now, so it's fine. <laughs> well, it I'm just saying he doesn't need that challenge. He doesn't need that kick in the ass, at least right now, uh, for, for what he's doing. And Fabianski is still there, even if he did need that kick in the ass. Yeah, the whole thing just seemed really peculiar to me because I haven't really seen us linked to anybody else, like any other position other than, like, the talk of... Well, Draxler. Yeah, other than the talk of Draxler, the talk of Costa that went away, and, uh, you know... Wanna be Martinez. Yeah, talking about Jackson Martinez, yeah, yeah. but that's well, I, 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 I don't even think that's even been like He wants it, to come to us. <laughs> he really wants to come. I haven't I don't feel I feel like I haven't really even seen that in like the press. It's just been more like Arsenal fans being like, Oh yeah, that Twitter, would be Twitter, like this yeah. would be a good yeah, idea. Yeah, this would be a good idea, I mean, exactly. Well, well, Every time he's in front of a newspaper or any kind of reporter he's not talking hesitate. about how much he loves Arsenal. So yeah. it's more him and his agent putting it out there than and anybody that, else going uh, towards that winger whose name escapes me too. We've been linked to him. 
like uh, oh Griezmann from yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that one as well yeah well, I, I think Drax was the one that's gotten the most traction if we, if we don't want to talk about this like I actually do think that he let's talk about it it does seem like I that do think it yeah. happen just kind of don't think it's going to happen now it yeah seems like well it's, it's also out until March last yeah. I saw as well it, so it, 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 it shouldn't be that long for like two weeks and March two weeks I think it's I think it's two weeks until he's clear to train again then like probably two weeks of rehab and training whatever I, I, I do not claim to be an expert on this by any way shape or form uh, but I have seen Shaka play a decent amount of times Drax is really fucking good like Draxler can play and he can also probably play in the center mid, uh, center forward position if we needed to have someone up there either to sub Drew or just to I don't want to take it over because it, <laughs> that, that requires a little bit of foresight but like he can play on the wing really creatively, and the difference between him and, say, like, Santi or Ozo or Ruziki or someone like that is that he likes to take people on. He likes to beat a man, get touchline, say, enter, you know, enter balls in the box on, on the cutback and whatnot. He is a different... As much people will, will, will say, like, oh, Arsenal's going after another creative midfielder. Well, yeah, but there are different types of creative midfielder. Ozo is this languid, uh, take space where I can get it type guy. Ozo is, or sorry, Trezola <laughs> is, I keep the ball and I spray it around and I also can look for incessant passes. And Draxo is much more of the, I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to beat this guy, and by beating this guy, I will break down the defense. I will put someone else open where I can put a ball into them as well, if not score myself. Yeah, does he have the ability to finish from what you've seen? Because what you're describing to me sounds an awful lot like Gervinho. Gervinho. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, 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 that's a very All right. fair point. That's hey, a very fair point. I, I'll give some stats now. I'm pretty sure he's top 10 in Europe, I think, for take-ons, which we've, you know, we've seen. He's got pace. Mm-hmm. He's got trickery, everything else. Um, I think um, Bundesliga. I think for chances created, I think he's number sixty-four. Yeah, I saw um, you post that. Yeah, and I, it was like it made me go like, oh, what, yeah. Max, what's the big fuss about? Yeah, Max Cruz is number one with like fifty. Then uh, Marco mm-hmm. Royce is number two. Um, who obviously I've made clear that's who I would want right now. Um, he's only he scored one goal in Bundesliga so far this season. Uh, a handful of assists, not too many, but a handful. But, 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 yeah. also, but also, how old is he? Yeah, no, he's young. He's twenty, but like right now, like for if we were to bring somebody in this window, which again, don't think it'd be someone like him or Royce anyway. No, I would want someone that we need a goal scorer to fill Walcott's void now. Well, the question for me is 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 not so much like I don't think that's the position we need right now. I think we have that covered, et cetera, et cetera. But if because he's injured right now, for example, if there's a deal that we could possibly get because he is not going to be available for his team for a while, if you could get him hypothetically, I have no idea what these numbers are, so I'm just using it as an example, $20 million now versus no. $30 million in summer, the, that's a His big, buyout that's a was, what, 35 yeah. or 37 yeah. which is supposedly not I, active until summer. Yes, the whole point but of saying, the I don't know what these numbers are. The, my point is that if him being hurt right now somehow drives down his price for teams that are willing mm. to go for him because you know they want him right now to you know, to to finish off their league campaign, their Champions League campaign. I think Shaka needed too much for this season to, to let that happen. I, but, th- I think you're right, but, 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 but it is something at least worth investigating in terms of what his price might be It would be great for a pre-contract to try and secure him yes. this season before World at Cup. the summer, before the World Cup, because if he has a quality World Cup, that price will go up on him in the August window. So this is, yeah, this is a, re- this is a reasonable time to make some kind of... A purchase for the future. Yes. Yeah, and, and much more of a uh, direct future than someone like Sonogo that we're, that we're, that we're playing into. Well, just because someone like Draxler is going to be more immediately inserted in the... Sonogo, we always knew, was going to be a project. Sonogo was going to be someone that we have to develop over a couple of years, 
probably even loan him out once or twice to to get some experience, and then maybe he can get into the team. That was that was kind of like a um, preemptory buy. Whereas Draxler is someone that, that, that you know can contribute right away and you know can be a force, but also the development will make him even better than he already is. That's the difference between those two types of players. Like even if you're going to bring Draxler in now for the future, the future is a whole lot different from someone like Sonogo. Yeah, um, speaking of Sonogo, let's go to Oxair. This is the first time anyone's done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're supposed to, they have another forward that's supposedly Intep or. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Never heard of. I mean, obviously, it's like two or whatever. I would say yeah. two or whatever. But uh, again, don't really want a project, especially. I mean, I would take him if we if we know that's all he is. The French Paul Jenkinson. You know, yeah. he has like a room decorated in Arsenal. Does it really? We, we, we want to get him. That's probably why we're doing it then. Yeah, play for the shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'd take him as a project, but we need another body that can rotate right now. The whole point is expectations. Like, you, you don't you don't care if you get uh, a guy like him top if he's, if you know that he's going to be a project. And if that's not all you get. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that, 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 that was the that summer. Yeah, that was the major hand-bringing about Sonogo was just that, like, we don't have a problem with you getting Sonogo. We have a problem with you only getting Sonogo. Exactly. Exactly. If this is all that we're doing, then there there needs to be some venom unleashed for this decision-making. Yeah. Unfortunately, that proved to not be the case, but it did take till the freaking eleventh hour before yeah. any movement of I, any substantial. I, by, by the way, I don't know. I don't have said this at all on the podcast before, but I still remember being at. I was in my apartment until like noon or so that day, deadline day, uh, checking constantly Twitter, live blogs, whatever it was, figuring out what was going on, and, that, and the Ozil rumor had started kind of early in the day, and around like noon or so, I had to go out to meet some friends to have a nice lunch, and then we were going to get drinks afterwards and shit like that. And I remember being in the middle of a restaurant doing a fucking, like, we got Ozil <laughs> dance. Because I wasn't going to do it until it was done and dusted and announced by the club, and it wasn't until, like, you know, 5 o'clock at night or even later than that that yeah. I was finally, like, freaking out about it somewhere. And, like, rubbing the face of Chelsea fans, actually, so it works out even better because of that. It's always a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Let's speak about Chelsea for one second. Just because of Matic. Just because of the fact that they've spent, I don't know, how much is it? With Louise and them, and they sold Matic for, what, like $3 million and they spent 25 on him again? for 45 So stupid. All right, sorry. I figured that out there because that's... I, I, I had a Chelsea fan explain this to me in that, oh, we sold De Bruyne, so yeah. Matic only really cost us four mil. And I was just like, oh, so now you're a Liverpool fan talking about buying Andy Carroll. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the exact same dumb logic. I'm like, oh, well, but, but we spent, we sold somebody else just to cover this, so it's really like we only spent four mil. I'm like, and no. no. Especially you because you that. had this guy <laughs> before. <laughs> like, on top of this, you used to have him and you sold him, and then you bought him back for like eight times what you sold him for. So ridiculous. Right. Horrible business. <laughs> <laughs> Roman doesn't care about money. He'll uh, just find a new oil well somewhere. That's what he does best. Um, and, then, and a new model girlfriend. I'm not one of those. I think it's natural gas, but anyway. Uh, then Murata, obviously, I think those rumors have kind of died out. Supposedly, he's bound. He's Italy bound if he leaves. Yeah, yeah I man. Again, it's not something I like. Really wanted, but at this point, I'm kind of like, I'll take somebody. Yeah, we're just itching for <laughs> somebody. Um, because rolling with what we've got now is 
treading on like very dangerous thin ice because it's like if Jerude got hurt, but she don't have a backup today. Then we are both. Yeah, like what the, do we do? The, the rest of the when season Theo wasn't hurt, it was like oh well, we could play Theo up top, and it was like that's not Can ideal, really? but we could probably. <laughs> it's not ideal, but honestly, we could probably survive and still get top four if we had to do that. We probably wouldn't win anything, but we could probably buoy ourselves and live. But now him down and if Jerude got hurt. Yeah. All bets are off. What the hell would happen? Yeah, basically, the rest of the season is a... Uh, until we get someone in, of course, it's basically a struggle to make sure that Drew doesn't get hurt, Murda Sakha doesn't get hurt, and Kashali doesn't get hurt. Because as much as I like what we've done so far, those three people are kind of pretty much what stands between us and Kate. I'll add Sonya. I like Jenkinson, but I, I, I think I Sonya's a huge... I don't... I, I agree that Sonya's definitely an upgrade, but I don't think it's nearly as big enough as if Murder Soccer goes down... No, I'll agree to that, yeah. ...to, uh, to, to let the starting combo be, be Vermarlin and... Or Sonya, even, still. <laughs> well, even that, too. I, mean, well, I, I think we'd be in much be Vermont, better shape but. if Koscielny went down than Murdersacker. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Vermarlin could slip into that role and play with Murdersacker effectively. Vermarlin's like the but one Vermarlin, Koscielny. Yeah, yes. but yeah. Vermarlin and Koscielny is a bad mix because they're the same kind of exactly. guy. Exactly. They both want to go forward, true. which leads to disjointedness in the back line. But, yeah, it's just like... Losing Jared and not having a backup would be catastrophic, and I shudder to think really what would happen. So they need to do something. Those uh, and those, are t- but to be fair, I also don't want to do something that is an overreaction to it, uh, in, in, because because this club did such a good job of getting rid of the dead weight this past summer. Mm-hmm. They got rid of all the players that we didn't, or most of the players that we didn't really need that were sucking up wages, that were keeping us from spending money on other people. I don't want to get into a new uh, a, a new January transfer window and say we're going to throw you know, a ton of wages at this one guy because we need him for the next three months. I want someone that's going to be, that, that if we bring someone in that we can actually use him in 2014 fall, and in 15, and in 16, and everything like that. I don't want someone that's just going to be a stopgap unless they are a loan that that is designed to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the most likely scenario as it is just getting somebody in on the loan. But. I, and to be honest, I'm really fine with that because I think that I, I trust us more to do business in the summer window, a better business in the summer window, and more complete business looking at all the options versus like what we have now, who's going to be cup tied, and who's going to want way too much money for the player based on the talent they have and everything like that. I think a lot of people... Mad Mario, obviously, is people <coughs> talk about that a lot. I, again, kind of swore it's like he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Would, I, and with Berbatov, too, I, I, I would be worried about the chemistry. They would, you know, if they would change that in a way. Cause that's one reason why I like this team now, because I feel the morale is really high, the chemistry is really well all around the squad. Um, but one player I would really like to have, again, won't happen... Um, I would love to bring Eduardo back just because oh, it, it'd be great. And okay. and it's awesome because, like, last time we were, you know, within, you know, the title was, you know, was really, really close. He went down. It'd be kind of cool to bring him back and him play a role in actually winning it this time. It'd be kind of cool. I can I still poetic justice. Yeah, Couldn't happen. Even he's talked down any possibility of it. Yeah. It would be a nice... A perfect ending to a story. Rather I would Bola love it. His he's, he's not... I mean, he's, what, 32 as well? Um, I think he's, he's usually a sub for his club team now as well. I mean, I think he would obviously he would take this being yeah, a sub yeah. being for a part us. of Arsenal for yeah. this. And, and obviously he loves the club, still watches and everything. So that'd be a dream for me. It won't, it won't happen, but yeah. I can dream. 
And we do have players out on loan as well. That yeah, Akbom just went out too, which I don't understand really. But. I, I never understood why we loaned out Joel Campbell. We went through all the effort of getting him a work <laughs> permit, and then we sent him off to fucking Greece. I was talking to somebody this week, and, I was, and they're like, oh yeah, we get Campbell next year, I'll get his work permit. I'm like, he already had it, we just slowed him out again. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, and he's tearing it up too. I was going to say, isn't he doing really well at Olympia? Yeah. Good. I, I hope he is. I don't know if they still were, still are, but you know, like last month I think they were undefeated still. Which again, it's what I'm, I don't even know what the, what the league's called there, but Olympiacos obviously is you know a class above almost every club there. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if he's gonna make it Half with us Oscar still. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the only other club. It's the only two I can name from Greece. To be fair, um, he's got six goals and nine assists in 18 games. Which is not bad, you know. It's not, not great, but not bad. Especially if I don't know. F- it's, it's, f- been, it's been a four for two points, quote unquote, in 18 games is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't know, you know, it depends if you spend a forward two, someone else will get in the goals and, you know, whatever. Um, I guess that's it for this week. I'll, I'll be here. Are you guys coming here Friday? Uh, I have no idea. It work, depends on work. Those fucking weekday games are torture. I'm having a three at work week this week. I can't wait. You son of a bitch. Monday off and then take a Friday off to be here. If I don't, if I'm not here, I might be somewhere else to watch it. I think I can get out of work in time to at least uh, see it live or at least see the second half live. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, you know, I'm uh, it's just not on salary, an hourly worker. So Monday yeah. is a holiday, so I can't even duck out of work early on Friday. Mm. I mean, this month's fucking fuck stupid. Fuck UFA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm country fan. They yeah. Bad enough. I was gonna say apologies to all the country fans that have to go down. That's fucking. Stupid yeah. TV yeah. money, BT yeah, Sport. There's no regard for Arsenal America. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I get it. We're gonna now. The one thing is, it's a product of being good. They want us on these weekday games That's because fair. it's TV ratings. So they want us people at home watching games on Friday night, people at home watching games on Monday night. So we end up getting the shitty things. This is annoying. But you know, I'll take it's it. I guess if, if we're if we're good, then yeah, it's, it's That's a fine. to not fucking being in the mediocrity. It's it's good not to struggle against you know. Never mind. I was going to say Villa Home, but never mind. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it's a better alternative than um, us having to play another premiership team in that competition. Yeah. Carl. Absolutely right. So. Unless, unless we can play Spurs again, that's fine. But. <laughs> I, I don't think they're available. I think they might have been knocked out. I don't know. Oh, who did that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, see so you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go.